0: Snap Production. Uh, 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 Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hey, it's Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano, and welcome to Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. Yay! Each week, we paint a colourful mural in your mind with the most important moments in culture, and then we. Stand back and admire it in all its goddamn glory. And this week, <laughs> buckle yourself in because we're talking about Furious Nine. And Taylor Swift uh, announced her album
1: remake of Red, and Victoria's Secret are finally getting rid of their angels. See you in hell, angels. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. bye. I love this message from Georgie as well Remember we love when you um, tell us where you're listening from Tell us what you're thinking uh, via our Instagram Which is the Dream Club podcast Um, Georgie sent us a message saying It's like you've been listening to my thoughts I always seem to make myself so stressed and anxious When I try to relax or take some time out I get this overwhelming sense of guilt That I should be doing something productive And then I end up not sleeping well Because I've stressed myself out so much Georgie, you're one of us This is exactly what we were talking about last week.
0: This is what we were saying. Brooke and I's Dream Club update was that we had unlearned how to relax and we would sit around on Sundays going, what do we do with ourselves? How do we better ourselves? Why aren't we being productive in some way? This is stressing Stressing me me out. We look
1: like Victoria's Secret angels. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but Georgie, you get it. We're learning how to relax one little weekend at a time Together. Together. Let's have a look
1: at what we got this week, Lindy.
0: Brooke and Linda's Dream Club.
1: So, okay, this is a little bit off-brand for me. I know it's off-brand. <laughs> what is it?
0: What is it? But
1: i got to tell you, I'm here to declare my undying love for... F9, also known as Fast and the Furious Nine. Oh. Um, the, the whole franchise. Okay, now hear me out. In the past, I would have thought, oh, Fast and the Furious, just driving fast cars and with some terrible, tacky dialogue and, you know, lots of action, big, fluffy film. That's not for me. No, no, no. But let me tell you this times are changing and so am I. <laughs> I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time. But things changed. My father now. This is the thing that is, I, I saw it last week because the latest one has just been released. It's been delayed by about a year and a half because they wanted people to be able to see it in the cinema. So it's got all of the big name stars, you know, uh, Vin Diesel. It's got John Cena, two of the women who've been with the franchise from the start, Jordana Brewster and Michelle Rodriguez are back as well. It's got ludicrous. It's um, an all-star cast. Really? You can't you can't, you can't say go that's wrong. not.
0: You can't you can't go wrong. You can't throw a cat without hitting a, an excellent person on that screen. <laughs> <No>. you, <laughs> you can't, can't throw sure a cat. You couldn't you don't throw cats. No. Sorry. Don't. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Go Maybe. on. Your on, your love your love of your love okay. of Furious 9, so, etc.
1: This is what I loved about it when I saw it last week. It's a big action film with excellent choreography for the fight scenes, for the car chases, the dialogue between them. It's always very predictable. It's very earnest. Um, The thing about it though, is that you know that the good guys are always going to win. You know, when you go in there, what you're getting. And I like that in a a time (laughs) when everything feels a bit unpredictable. Yeah, it feels nice to be able to go to the cinema and do cinema and watch something <laughs> that you know is just going to be exciting and fun and where the stakes aren't that high. And you it's know, what where they,
0: cinema's made for. It big, is. They're just a dumb
1: bunch of things. So earnest. Quick. Good guys, bad guys. Cars a bunch of underdogs chasing each other. Driving cars really fast, doing heists. And you know what? Spoiler alert, they actually get a car into space this time. And I just I love that. They're just having a go. <laughs>
0: That's it. you got to give it a red hot go. And, you know, Wolfie, you and and I we love our our slow burn cinema we love our introspective dramatizations of real life you know extraordinary characters but this is a moment where you can lean into the cinema enjoy the surround sound you can suspend surrender suspend the disbelief for a of hours. and understand that cars should be driven through space, through mm. skyscrapers. And you know, can we can we actually can we I'm going to make sure that I post on the Dream Club podcast some of my favorite fashion over this saga because I'm thinking particularly of these lace-up um these lace-up pants that Devon Aoki wears in one of the earliest ones, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift, you know, and speaking of which, the basically entire cast being made up of people of colour, the directors being people of colour, before doing that was woke or cool. They've been doing that
1: since the very, very beginning and let me just remind you that they are, like the whole franchise is one of the highest grossing franchises of all time. It's like seven billion US dollars is is up is where they're at at the moment. And this is like... That's about know, how much I get
0: paid for this podcast. That, per episode. So you know. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so these are women who are like, you know, complex and cool and they're not like, you know, weak, needing to be rescued sort of women. They get in there, they drive the fast cars, they're doing the heists. They're You know, they didn't go into space this time, but they could if they wanted to. I bet they bloody could.
0: Did it make you want to drive a fast car?
1: Um no, it didn't.
0: Did it make Doesn't, you like a su- oh, like want a souped up car? Cuz I haven't watched this newest one, but I feel like whenever I watch a really bombastic film like that, I covet the things in it. So I coveted Devin Aoki's pink lace-up pants and I It made me
1: <laughs> <laughs> It made me want to live my life one quarter of a mile at a time. You know, just be in the moment. Every now and then you have to press the NOS button. But you're just, you're focused on what's in front of you. (laughs) 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 Ah, Anyway, I loved it. It's cute. There's nothing, you know, it's not asking anything of you. You just show up and experience it. And I like that.
0: It's entertainment, baby.
1: Brooke Boney, how do you feel about Taylor Swift? Mm, Look, I like some of her songs. Sometimes I find her a little bit annoying. but For the most part. Yeah, she's fine. She's not bothering me or anything. <laughs> she's, so, not,
0: she's not hassling me. Okay, Maybe she's my life been any worse. she's been asking me, what does Brooke think of me? The reason I'm well, asking, she listens to the podcast. I thought so. Yeah. Me, you, Tate, our producer, and, and her. <laughs> That's her listenership and you. Okay, so the reason I'm talking about Taylor Swift because I haven't been a you know a long time Taylor fan. I didn't really listen to her breakout records when they came out. But increasingly, over the last year or so, I have found myself leaning towards the Taylor story, in particular, the fact that she is now, in my books, one of the greatest leaders in artist rights and advocating for creative control. And that is a very cool thing, especially to do as a woman that has been part of the industry since she was a teenager. So... What she is doing is, if you've been seeing all this Hufflepuff around her re-recording her first six albums, it's because of this. Back in 2019, she announced that she was going to re-record her six first albums, the albums that really made her as an artist. Why is she doing that? The reason she's doing it is because back then... Now she's signed to Universal Records but that back then she was signed to Big Machine Recordings and when she signed that deal as a very young artist, she also signed over the rights to her Masters of the Recordings. So when her songs were getting used in terms of licensing for, you know, if they were going to be in an episode of Gossip Girl or on a massive video game or in a huge film, she had very little say on where and how her music was getting used. She also was only entitled to a very tiny portion of that money. And if you know anything about the music industry royalties from licensing and publishing are largely where artists and executives make their money. So they've been making so much money off Taylor Swift and she has never been given the opportunity to buy her songs back because she desperately wants to own them from not only a financial perspective but from an internal creative perspective. Let me own my art. Let me own the art that I wrote and that I broke into the world because of. She left Big Machine Recordings, she now signed to Universal and where she owns all the masters to her records from here on in and she's now announced that she is going to re-record all of these six albums because Scooter Braun that massive record executive has bought all of her recordings because he has bought big machine records too. So I know that that sounds like heaps of information, but basically she wants her recordings back. She can't get them back because big bad dog Scooter Braun won't give them to her. In fact, I think he's just sold them onto another investor for $300 million. So she said, F you guys, From now on, I am going to own the recordings to the first six albums because I'm going to re-release them. I'm going to re-record all of them. So she's been slowly announcing that she's been re-recording these records, including the latest one, Red, which is out for you in November. And when did she announce this? She announced this in June on Scooter Braun's birthday. As an extra, I hate you and you are going to see the demise because no one's going to use your recordings of my songs They're going to use my new ones. Ha, ha, ha.
1: I think the thing about this is that you've got this young woman who's taking back all of this power because when she Mm. signed a lot of these deals, right, she was only 15 years old. And, you know, even just looking back at how we treated other young women at that point in time, you know, we've seen in the last few months, the way that we speak about Paris Hilton or Lindsay Lowen or Britney Spears or any of those big starlets who were around at big that time. The Keshes of the time. Yeah. Um, she was one of those. And, you know, people would like make fun of her art and make fun of her experience and slut shame her for going out with different guys and for doing stuff that every single other pop star, male and female, was doing at the time. And so I love that she's using the wealth and the power that she has now to take back a little bit of that. Um, you know, those things that were taken away from her because you know, this it's pretty undignified to have to go through that sort of thing and have all of these guys be making decisions about, about your, music your stuff and to own your yeah. creative, you know, output. It's it's pretty disheartening. Also, Lindy, I'm just bloody excited to Why? relearn what she has to say about Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, the whole we... time I was just thinking, like,
0: yeah, I'm going to learn so much about you soon. I yes. Wait. Because if you don't know, the Red Album was her kind of official breakup record from mm. her three month relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. And so, if you then knew that she was going to be re releasing an album where she was going to have full creative control, She's ballooning out some of the songs. Mm. She's adding in extra tracks. It's going to be a thirty-track album.
1: Far I would be around. so scared. Oh my God, I would be
0: terrified if one of my extras was doing that.
1: Oh my God,
0: it's bloody wild. Anyway, but as a non-Taylor stan, originally, I I will be listening to these records as each of them unfold.
1: Yeah, good on her. Get it? Do you know what, Scooter? Bugger off! I'm bugger of off, you.
0: Braun. We're bra- done scooter, with you. Bra-
1: what is it? Shut up, Scooter. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. So, um, I've got a secret to share with you. A Victoria's
0: Secret, Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. no, she went Victoria's there. Victoria's
1: Secret is getting rid of its angels and launching something that they like to call the VS Collective. Tell you know, me more. We've all seen the Victoria's Secret runway shows walking down the runway wearing Native American headdresses, big angel wings, little tiny skimpy undies, big, big high heels um, with incredibly toned and skinny, long bodies, a lot of them very white. Mm-hmm. Um, well, finally, uh, the the tides have turned. Did They've they woke, woke up? up? They're, they're, they're woke. Okay, they and woke up. Yeah, so I think like a lot of people, we're looking at it and thinking, you know what, this is a bit flimsy. This is, Uh. I don't know if I'm buying this. What do you think, Lindy? I'm not
0: buying it. I mean- I've not really been a Victoria's Secret fan in the past, but well, that's this a surprise. just smells like bullshit. I'm sorry. Like this is a company that if you want to do any sort of Google searching Look at what Ed Razik, the Chief Marketing Officer and one of the top executives for decades has said about trans women, about women of colour, about the fact that the Victoria's Secret TV show will never do a plus-size campaign or special because the audience doesn't care about it. Like talking about how this is a brand that's founded on fantasy and we all know that that fantasy is male gaze and that this is its just so problematic to me. This feels like a really flippant decision to include a box-ticking type of this person's a soccer star, this person is a body advocate, this person does this, let's include them in the VS collective. It feels too little too late because these issues about plus-size models and women of colour being included in their runway shows and in their TV shows has been something that people have called them out for for years and years and years and they've never responded favourably.
1: I'm sorry, but like we were all talking about this stuff five years ago and now yeah. out of, you know, now you've just decided that having women um, prance down a runway for the benefit of uh, like, you know, the people who like looking at that sort of shit. And it's biz- it's bizarre that you it's taken them this long to sort of realise. But also like something that I have been thinking about These shows have been incredibly damaging. You look at the beautiful physique of someone like Miranda Kerr when she was doing these shows with the, you know, you can see the outline of her ribs. She's got these like pert um, and, and high breasts and like no cellulite and very, very skinny, toned but very, very skinny. And you know that there's no amount of starving yourself or working out as a normal person that can make you look like that. There's no way that you could do that, and so you're really just setting up generations and generations of mm. women who think that this is like an achievable or or, or even I don't know. Like it's completely a, unattainable attainable body shape. Imagine how many people developed eating disorders looking at those shows. Imagine yeah. that. We're not talking about like oh, I'm just gonna skip a meal or two, like. This is serious and now only just realizing mm-hmm. that it's a, a big conversation that we need to have.
0: It is and and the other thing that I find so <laughs> annoying about it as well is that it's still this hyper focus on how we look and that mm. our value comes from how we come across yeah. it-
1: I want my Victoria's Secret angels to be walking down the catwalk reading. You know? Yeah, you know, Maybe it's just doing this doing sort of focus origami. Um,
0: yeah, what's your worth? It's still about how you look. What's your worth? Let's make sure that there's diverse shapes on board this gravy train. So they can be on the gravy
1: train because they probably have never tasted can't gravy. Eat, they and can't they got eat their gravy. gravy. They got no
0: gravy. God. Yeah. No gravy. So I'm just I'm I'm sick of it, Brooke. I'm sick. Of, <laughs> I've been so nego this whole. <laughs> <laughs> but it's we're true. Sick of everything I'm this sick week. of it. Do you the know what I?
1: We're not sick of is Vin Diesel and the Fast and the Furious
0: franchise.
1: <laughs> Dream Club. Strong.
0: I am right there with you. I love it with hot water and sometimes a little dash of milk. Don't be judged for your food-loving quirks.
1: So it is our favourite time of the week because we get to have a little D&M with you, a little Dream Club catch-up, a little update on what's going on in our lives. And Lindy, I have to say, mm. I, uh, I, I've i been just paying attention. I've been looking around, surveying the streets, and on the weekend here in Melbourne, you know, the, mm. the restrictions have been lifted somewhat, um, but people sort of weren't themselves. So a little bit of a, a weird energy, and it was so different, like polar opposite of what it was when I was here a couple of months ago and I went to some really fun parties and had a great time. I was just having the time of my life and it felt like Melbourne was back to its best. So I guess I just wanted to say, you know what? It is pretty difficult being locked down. Um, I, we haven't experienced those sorts of lockdowns mm-hmm. in Sydney or in other um, in other parts of the country. But Melbourne's really bore the brunt of it and I think it's starting to get to some people. So just what I want to say to you is, Be gentle with yourself. We'll get back to the fun parties soon enough.
0: Yeah, and even on that note, even being in Sydney and having parties return in the last couple of weeks, I've spoken to friends who previously have had no social anxiety and have been completely fine, real life of the party, real kind of attention loving, all about their friends, going to places and even myself having to take a little bit of time out and it sounds really stupid but sit you know, if there's like a little backstage room that I can get to, and just be there for a couple of extra minutes, or even making an, an excuse from having like conversation upon conversation upon conversation, where it almost feels, I don't know, it's a yeah, that social um, anxiety is has felt. Just a lot more real.
1: Yeah, it can be a bit overwhelming. So I reckon we all just give each other a hug and just say, you know what, we may not be there yet, but we'll be back there soon. And that's okay.
0: It's okay to feel a little bit awkward. What's your dream Uh, club update, Linda? My little dream club update is, well, here's a bit of a personal one. Brooke, as you know, as being one of my best friends, that I haven't seen my partner in a very, very, very long time and we're going to be reunited very soon in about a month's time. And when I was thinking about us actually being able to see each other again for the first time in almost a year and a half, I thought, this is just going to be so wonderful. Should I take time off from work or should I just keep going at, you know, the pace that I'm at and us just kind of live a normal life? And I thought, no, Lindy, you've spoken about this. You need to learn to relax. You need to... Disconnect and like uncharge and recharge. So, what I would really like to do is actually take a few days off and get back to nature. And I have no idea what to do. I know that I want to go away. I know that I want to be somewhere within New South Wales that I can drive to from Sydney. I know that I want to be around nature. And I know that just for a few days, I want us to have time together that is completely uninterrupted and consists of food and hiking and sex of course but smooching in the trees, smooching Smooching in in the 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 wilderness that's what you want. I would love for this to be a, a space where you can come to me if you've done some like beautiful hikes or heritage park walking or something that you can recommend to me please hit us up on the Dream Club podcast on Instagram because I just don't know where to start I'm so bad at this this is how long it's been since I've done any sort of like beautiful nature connection like this. So Aww. help me out. Yeah, it's going to be so,
1: so lovely when it finally does get done Yeah. Happen. So yeah. yeah, help a sister out. Send us through some recommendations to, to the Dream Club podcast on Instagram.
0: Thank you very, very much in advance because I imagine that you're going to. <laughs> We're going to be back next Wednesday with another shit hot episode. But until then, please join our Dream Club and hit us up as we said at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram, hit that subscribe button as well,
1: so you never miss a single episode. And leave us a cheeky review. Do you know what? Can mm. you tag us in a pic as well? Can Can you show us where you are listening from? And tell your friends about us as well. Tell your friends about your other friends. Friends
0: together, fantasy, fantasy, fantasy.
1: Where am I?
0: Here I am. Where are you, Lindy? Hello. <laughs> Don't you wish your girlfriend was um, hot like a Victoria's <laughs> Secret model? Sorry, go on, Brookie. So. <laughs> Listener.